You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 782. It was a, a bit of a scary time. So we were attached and that really is what caught us on a lot of snags early on. Once we realized that that wasn't going to be a real issue, that there were way more deals out there for us to get, that's when things became a lot easier for us. Because at that point, the confidence level was shooting uh, a lot higher because earlier on, you were kind of scared to lose something. Now it's yeah. not about losing. It's about just getting the next one. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People. And I am telling you this, if I can do it, so can you. So I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine that for the next 150 days, the next five months, you start taking action towards your real estate dreams, towards your real estate goals. Every single day, you're learning a little bit more. Every single day, you're surrounding yourself with successful real estate agents. Every single day, you're picking up the phone or going to the doors of distressed property owners and asking them if they would consider an offer. Every single day, you are thinking about and dreaming about and driving around. And it's always in your mind putting together a real wholesale deal, a wholesale deal that pays you. And finally, after 150 days of working and keeping your mindset strong and making sure that you're staying consistent, you finally close your first deal. You finally get that verification that all that faith that you had in yourself, all that faith that you had in this process, in finding discounted properties has finally paid off. You finally pass across that bridge from faith to it becoming a fact, but it took you 150 days, 150 days, five months of consistently taking action, of stoking the flames, the fire of your passion for being a real estate entrepreneur with nothing to show for it. But then, but then after that 150 days, all of a sudden things start to grow, things start to snowball. All of a sudden, Seven months later, after that first 150 days, you've done $200,000 worth of deals. Well, that, my friends, my rhino tribe, is the story of the two gentlemen that I'm going to be introducing you to that do business in the high desert of California. They live in the LA area in Orange County area. It is my pleasure to bring on two 29-year-old phenoms, uh, Joel Valdivias and Joe Mata. 
How are you guys going? I mean, what an incredible story of perseverance. What an incredible story of sticking to it. I mean, 150 days, five months, you guys put some deals under contract a little bit high, and then you just were learning and learning and learning through experience. And then finally, you broke through. Tell us about that process. I really started researching uh, wholesaling last year in September. Started out in October. It was just me and my son's mom. And, you know, kind of like I was telling you earlier, we would just your videos, uh, did your course, learn the script, started taking action right away. I remember I was scared. You know, I had saved up some money from the houses as a real estate agent, put it in to start this business because as a real estate agent, you don't really spend much money in marketing. So I, w- I was actually having to spend money in marketing now, spending money, trying to figure it out, locking up deals too high. And then uh, finally, you know, uh, something finally hit for us. Uh, it was actually through an SMS campaign that we were and uh, yeah, we got that one closed. That one actually took months to close. Unfortunately, we actually closed. We locked up deals after that and closed those ones before that. But uh, yeah, it took us five months to actually get our first contract assigned and sold. That's incredible. And during that time, what's going through your head, Joel? I mean, honestly, 150 days. I mean, you're you're there. You're working with your son's mother, right? You said or Leslie's her name. Leslie, you're working with Leslie and. You guys are going through this. You're putting all this great things into your brain. You're taking action on it. What's going through? What keeps you going through that? And what were you doing to pay your bills during these five months? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, like I said before, I had saved up some money. I had saved up about $30,000 from the year before. And I used that to run my marketing. Joe came in along the way and he kind of started helping me with paying for the marketing as well. And then eventually we became official business partners. We've been like best friends for like 10 years. I had used that money that I saved up from the year before. And uh, honestly, it got probably about a month or two ago. I actually ran out of money. I had no money at all. And it was that deal. I actually had to borrow money from that deal. I had to borrow Leslie's part of the money to help keep the business going. And for me, it's never been about failing. Failing is not an option for me. Like when I started this company, I said, I'm making a seven figure company and that it is what it is. I'm not going to fail. And any time that I feel that I'm starting to waver, like my goal for personal income this year is $400,000. Any time that I start to waver from that goal, I look at it, it's written on my, on my wall and I circle it. And every time I circle it, that was a time of, of serious doubt when I felt like giving up. And I shift my focus from giving up to what can I do right now to go out there and generate business? So for me, I'm not stopping until I get what I want. I love it. I love it. So that's what kept you going was just looking at that goal and just reconfirming and reapproving that, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do whatever it takes to find a way to provide $400,000 $400,000 worth of uh, of value to my community, right? $400,000 worth of service to my community to equal that in my income. Cause that's the equation. I mean, it's a simple equation. You want to make a million dollars, provide a million dollars worth of uh, value. You want to make 400, make sure that you do that. It takes time to build that up. It takes time to build up a pipeline of opportunities to be able to do that. And that's what you did for your first five months. That was a, that was a big hunting season for you. And it, and it always is. Yeah, Uh, but it's just that's building up your pipeline. So I think it's important for everybody to know that that you know it takes time. Some of the best wholesalers that I know around the country, their average to do their first deal was six months. 
Now I see it closer to 90 days for kind of everybody, but some of the best ones I've seen is, is six months. So, I mean, you're right there and it's just building up that pipeline. Yeah, definitely. And then once it's built up, it's rock and roll time. Right? It starts raining. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe, talk to me about you, brother. What's your background? How did you get into this crazy world called wholesaling real estate? So I actually went to grad school, got my doctorate of pharmacy, was supposed to become a pharmacist. And during that time, Joel and I were actually living together during my third year of grad school. And he got into wholesaling a little bit, started learning about it. And by the time I was graduating, he really started getting his bearings and was talking to me about opening up the company. And I told him I'd you know, hop on with him whenever he's ready. So uh, about three months out of graduating, I was working at a medical device company and I just, it wasn't for me. I knew I had to jump in with both feet and uh, not be kind of, you know, one toe in, you know, the rest out. So at that point I decided, you know what, I'm quitting. I'm going to put everything I have, everything, all my time, all my effort, all my money into wholesaling. I'm going to go and jump in with Joel. And as soon as we jumped in, we really, uh, Joel did a great job of laying a foundation And what I really brought on, I think, is um, operational standpoints on how to kind of start scaling that out. And uh, I think we've really balanced each other out from that perspective. So when I came on, like Joel said, it was a bit of a struggle in the beginning because we were getting some deals locked up, but it was at too high of a price point. However, after a little bit of practice, talking to other people, networking, learning from people like yourself, we were able to start figuring out formulas that worked in our areas that allowed us to lock up prices at where they were supposed to be. And then use that to get, you know, really strong assignments on the back end. So after that time, and since we've been building it, you know, building it up, we've gotten to the point where it's starting to become a lot more fluid, a lot more natural. And um, we're really starting to see success at a high level. So it's uh, really exciting for us. It is exciting. And so in that five months, what do you think, just for everybody that's kind of going through that right now, what do you think was, was the toughest part? You know, sometimes it's understanding, is this, a, well, a lot of times it's, is this a deal or not a deal, right? That's important yeah. to understand how to value properties, how to know what to offer on properties, how to estimate the cost. Is it uh, consistency? I hear that a lot. I hear, you know, I just, you know, I know it's in my schedule to work on this business, but I just end up not doing it and the responsibilities of my life take over. So it's a scheduling thing. It's a time management thing or a deal or no deal thing or a, you know, I don't know how to do the comps like what do you think in that first five months was kind of your biggest hurdle to get over and how did you get over it i think for us i'll tell you um one minor thing that can actually become really large and then something else that was really affected us as well number one um getting too attached to deals i think a lot of people when they get their first couple of like bites you know they're really excited like okay i finally got one this and that you know we need to sell it we need to make it work And you can try, 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 try and waste all your time and all your energy being attached to one deal or understand that there's a lot more fish in the sea. Go out there and get them. And with us, because, you know, we were new and we had put all our time, all our money, all of that into that, it was a a bit of a scary time. So we were attached. And that really is what caught us on a lot of snags early on. Once we realized that that wasn't going to be a real issue, that there were way more deals out there for us to get that's when things became a lot easier for us. Because at that point, the confidence level was shooting uh, a lot higher because earlier on, you were kind of scared to lose something. Now it's not about losing. It's about just getting the next one. So once we shifted that perspective, that mindset, we were really able to overcome that hurdle. So that's what I would say is something that seemed really minuscule, but can really blow up into uh, big things. And then on top of that, the other big thing um, was something that you spoke to before was 
not knowing your area and therefore locking up things at too high of a value. Once you move into a specific area, it is absolutely integral that you do your research. You know what things look like over there, what ARV looks like over there, and then what price you need to lock it up in order to make it, you know, make sense for investors. And a lot of things come into play for them, you know, so in different areas, a lot of things are factored in. So for us, we had to make sure that that was something that we were keeping in mind, especially because working in the high desert, the price point's a lot lower, the renovation's a lot lower. But in LA, the price point's going to be a lot higher and the renovation's going to be way higher. So you have to keep that in mind when you're deciphering certain things. And uh, I think that's where we were struggling with it in the beginning. And once we figured that out, we were able to overcome all those issues. Yeah, I was going to say, I I completely agree. It was really like comping and knowing what to offer. We actually were like kind of, we brainstorm all the time to just make our business better. We try to get better every week. We actually had to go back and like, we we rewatched your course and you say in there like the 0.66 we found that that works extremely well. Um, sometimes there's a little deviation, you know, but it works very well. And when we started implementing that into our business, we started locking up more deals that we were actually able to assign. I love it. So a couple of things to unpack there. Very common, just like Joe, you were saying, is pre-qualifying those leads, right? Mm-hmm. Because if somebody's nice to us, if somebody's like not yelling at us or that doesn't have an angry tone or hanging up on us right away, we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm building rapport here. I'm having a good conversation here. This is it. This is what they all talked about. This is where you break through. You took enough swings of the plate that you find somebody that you're going to, you know, be able to do business with. But right. And then you jump into it and you're like, oh, yes, I've got this lead and I'm so happy to have this lead. But that lead, as you start having more conversations, as you start pre-qualifying them, remember, we pre-qualify every single property owner based on four things, the condition of the property, timeline to sell that property, their motivation or what is the problem that they have and their price. You need to get that out of every single seller so that you know if they're willing to do business with you. And then from there, you can start doing your lead follow-up and offer presentations. But if you think that everybody that's really nice and kind to you is a lead, you're going to end up with a lot of leads that are never going to do business with you because they either don't want to sell or their timeline's too long or the condition's too nice then it just clogs up your thought of, oh, I've got so many leads and it actually hides the best leads. And that's what you're talking about is really getting in there and finding those best leads and and converting those over time into signed uh, agreements, right? And so it's really important that you do that and really important that you, you know, pre-qualify every single property every single time. And then, you know, getting values and understanding values. Joel mentioned 0.66 for anybody that's not listening. If a property is over $250,000 on Zillow, like you literally just put the address in to Google and on Zillow, it's 250 and above. You can assume that you're probably, if you're at 66% of that price, you're probably in a really good spot, depending on the condition. If it's like burnt down or something terrible, it's different, but it's 66% is going to be pretty close. So absolutely phenomenal. So you guys just built up a pipeline of leads. Now it's starting to feed you. Now you're starting to grow your company. What's? Let me ask you this. Let's put this wholesale thing to one side for a second because wholesaling, that's the foundation of being a real estate entrepreneur. Finding discounted properties, that's there. What's the big goal, guys? Let's get it. Let's get everybody excited. Let's get excited ourselves on this, right? What's the big goal? Are you guys like, hey, I want to be that cash flow 
the cash flow company that we own a bunch of properties, whether they be Airbnb or rental portfolio or whatever else? Are you like, hey, we want to do amazing fix and flips and change the face of our communities that we're working on and really bring up values and bring pride to the community? Are you guys thinking you want to build your own properties and develop or what I like and you could talk to me about it is being the bank and lending out your money and getting a nice return. What do you what do you guys say? What's the big goal before we break down a deal and get nitty-gritty? You want to speak to it or do you wanna Yeah, because I feel like I feel like we haven't talked about that. We've talked about how we want to scale our company. Um, and then just today when I was in the gym, I was like, I want to make a hedge fund. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> we can talk about the scaling. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I'll tell you from my perspective, from how I feel that we can really impact things on our side and how we can scale it out. We really see this as a gateway to open up multiple doors, right? We do not want to be limited by any stretch. So I know we've talked about Airbnbs before. We definitely want to do that, but we want to go to the fix and flip game as well. I think what we really want to do is scale to the company to where it has multiple facets that we can use and leverage to not only you know garner income, but to continually build it out and help other people enter in as well, and you know gain the knowledge that we've gained. I think um, a, a lot of people when they go into wholesaling, I mean it's a competitive marketplace regardless, but there's so much there's so much room for everybody to really succeed if you put your mind to it and you're working at it. Yep. And the way Joel and I have always looked at things is you put out good, good things are going to come back to you. And the way we try to work with our, um, our partners, our employees is ultimately we want to empower them because we know that's going to come back to us, you know, five times as much. Right. So yep. if you're giving people, the tools, they're going to want to, you know, put the same back towards you and help you get to where you want to be. So for me, it's not just the, the Airbnbs, it's not just the fix and flips, but it's to really gain that money and start leveraging it for multiple other things as well in order for us to start entering other types of markets, other types of fields, kind of see where that takes us. So we, Joel and I have even talked about a wholesaling app that we're, we're going to work on hopefully very soon that uh, we think is going to be very, very lucrative and uh, effective for both investors and sellers. So uh, it's cool. We're really excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's break down a deal. Any deal you guys want, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you how you found it. If it was a list, if it was marketing, what's going on, what you made on it, uh, the situation of the seller. So what's the deal that you guys want to break down? This one is, uh, is, is Joel's. He did, you know, most of the work on it, pretty much all the work on this one. It's an amazing one. So I think you should uh, talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, this one was actually in Apple Valley, California, where I was born. I was out at the gym and my parents called me and they said, Hey, we found this house. Um, it looks like something that you might like. And so um, I got an acai bowl because that's what I like to eat. And I Nectar's really got to sponsor me. Anyway, <laughs> no. So I went out there. I checked out the house. Um, it was actually a bank-owned property I found out. I don't think we can wholesale those. I don't know. Still got to learn that. I don't know everything. Anyways, I said, okay, cool. I'm in the area. Why don't I go driving for dollars? So I turned on my Deal Machine app. Literally drove probably like two miles up the road. And um, I found this one property, and I just had like this this really uh, good gut feeling about it. So, anyways, I put it in. I put it in Deal Machine. Kept driving around. Went home. Next week, I skip traced it on Batch, and then I called them through my dialer. I actually had to call the seller eight different times before I actually finally got a hold of her. So that's something that I would tell everyone: just because you call a list once, you got to call it more than once because 
they're not always going to answer the first time. You know, they got lives. I called her, finally got a hold of her. She said, yeah, you know, I am thinking about selling. I probably want to sell in about four months. I'm going through a lot right now. My daughter's in the hospital. She might pass away. But once that's taken care of, she either gets home and she recovers or she passes away. I'll really have a better idea of what I want to do. I kind of made her a verbal offer over the phone. And I said, well, why don't we do this? I know you're going through a lot right now. That's actually uh, one of the reasons why people love working with us because we work around your schedule. So it sounds like you're going to need four months. What if we could actually you know, make escrow four months long. Is that something that you think you'd want to do if we could lock in the price for you today? She's like, yeah, I I would be interested in that. Why don't you come over? So she invited me over. I go to the property. There's rat feces on the floor. Yes, I did say that rat crap on the floor, cobwebs everywhere. She had a really bad hip, so she couldn't really walk. She had a walker and she's just a, a, you know, an old lady that she couldn't take care of the house. So was she uh, living there? Yeah. She lived there. And her, her story is so sad because her son had just previously passed away. Um, he had a stroke in the house, actually. So she was telling me about that. She was going through a lot. Her daughter uh, had cirrhosis of the liver and she caught COVID. And so she was in the hospital. So um, anyways, we're talking and I have the contract with me because whenever I, before I go on an appointment, I have a few questions that I ask them to pre-qualify them to see if they're serious, if they're actually going to sign or not. And she sounded based off of what she was telling me that she was going to sign. She didn't say yes, but she told me yes without saying yes. So I had the contract. I took it out and she's like, are you going to have me sign that thing today? I was like, yeah, well, that's why I came out here. And then I said, you know, um, unfortunately, the house was really bad. I said, I'm actually probably going to have to offer you $200,000 after I seen it because I I don't know if we're going to be able to get this one done. So she said, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking it was worth too. And she's like, and we just kept talking. We were like building really strong rapport. And then by the end of the conversation, she's like, so am I going to sign that thing or not? And she basically closed herself. I have to close her. And so we signed it. Next day, I send it out to my cash buyers list. Fastest we've ever sold a deal. My phone was blowing up. It was sold in like 10 minutes. Someone offered me and I I couldn't believe it. I really thought we were going to make about 25 grand on it. So that's why I wanted to get it at 200 to assign it at 225. Joe told me to put it out, I think at like 245. He said, just put it out at 245, put it out at 245, got a few offers. I actually got an offer from a really big company. They flip a lot of houses. Someone else hit me up at the very last second and they offered me 265. And so I was talking to this other investor and I said, Hey, you know, I I did get this offer for 265. I really want to go with that. And she's like, well, what if we could actually match that offer? Would you go with us? No negotiating, just get the deal closed. I said, yeah, we can do that. Uh, Cause I really liked her. She was really cool. We got it at 265. They came back, said, we can do it. We assigned it for $65,000 and uh, it did take four months to close. There was a few hurdles in escrow that she had a loan that popped up that she didn't know if she had paid off or not from like 20 years ago. So we had to get that cleared with title that pushed our escrow back like an additional, probably like 20 days. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was honestly overall a very, very smooth transaction. She was really happy with our service. She said, one of the things that she loved about us was that even though she, she said, you know, I'm an old lady, I'm like 80 something years old and people take advantage of me. They're not very respectful to me because they think that I'm dumb. And I like that you talk to me like a human, you're respectful, you have great communication, and I really appreciate that you were able to help me out of this situation. Her daughter did unfortunately end up passing away during escrow. And she's like, you know, I'm going through a lot and I just appreciate that you were able to do this for me and and you were so professional and kind. You guys are you guys are great. And that's something that we really pride ourselves on. People always ask us like, oh, it's so competitive in LA and Southern California. 
Yes, it is. But if you're professional and you go above and beyond for your clients, they're going to see the difference. You're going to win the competition every time because they can see the difference. So that's something we really pride ourselves on, um, having empathy and really making a human connection with our clients. Got it for 200, sold it for 265, $65,000. Here we go. Ring that bell. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. And I'm telling you, you know, it's really interesting when you break this down and you actually get in, if we were like a fly on the wall during that transaction and, and looking at the situation that you were helping her with, it's extremely emotional. There's a lot going on. There's death mixed in with really just she needs to live somewhere else that's going to be in a healthy situation. Probably embarrassed to have anybody go through the house or a lot of people to go through the house, you know, and put it on the market or anything like that. So really a cash offer was the perfect situation to make it as smooth as possible, not adding more stress into that situation. And, And that's really what we do. You know, that's really the problems that we solve. You know, real estate agents aren't going to help her out. Fix and flippers aren't going to go directly to this property owner and help her out and hold her hand and walk her through all this. And that's why we paid the amount that we get paid. We get paid the amount of value that we provide. So absolutely incredible. I love it. 65 massive deal, baby. I mean, 50K club. I talk about it all the time. I push all of the TTP coaching students to really, really push to get uh, a $50,000 deal as quickly and as often as possible because it really just helps set up. I mean, it helps really give you breathing room in your company and uh, it really shows how much value you can really provide to the community out there. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So you guys should be you know, wildly proud of that. And uh, I'm sure it's, uh, it's gone to good uses and you're investing those that uh, 65,000 into the company, growing it and uh, hopefully investing into yourselves. I'm sure you are, uh, but fantastic. I mean, absolutely incredible. So give some words of wisdom that people are just finding this for the first time. People that, you know, kind of go back, time travel a little bit and go back in your mind to what you were, what were you thinking when you first heard about wholesaling and doing it? And what advice would you give to somebody just starting out as to, you know, how to be successful as quickly as possible? Yeah, when I first heard about wholesaling, it kind of sounded too good to be true. It's like, how how is that possible? And then after I heard that, I just, I went and became a real estate agent, did that whole thing. Didn't really like it. I'm like, I have very, very big goals for myself. We both do. And I was like this, I'm not getting like the financial income from being a realtor is there's no speed there. I need speed. I need to get to where I need to get to as fast as possible. So then I started looking at wholesaling again. I'm like, man. And then I, I really started understanding wholesaling. It's so much, honestly, for me, it's so much fun. I don't feel like I have a job. I always joke with people like, I don't have a job. I'm unemployed. Even though I own a company, (laughs) it's because I love what I do. And it's like exactly what you just said. Like we're solving complex problems for people. You know, when I was a realtor and you talk to realtors, most of them don't even know about wholesaling. And when, when they cannot solve these type of problems, and I know because I was one of them, when these types of problems arise, it's like, what do I do? I, I don't know what to do. And that's when we come in and we step in. So, um, yeah, we're really providing uh, solutions for people. Yeah, I, I, I think to touch on on that as well as anybody who's entering into wholesaling, don't, I mean, I cannot stress this enough. Don't think that it's going to come um, super quickly for everybody. You know what I mean? Like it, it does take a little bit of time, but when you start getting it going and you have the funds to start investing in yourself and into your company, it just like you snowballs and it, in a very big way. 
And if you continue to stay consistent with that and you continue to work on it and push that agenda, not really worry about the income that's coming immediately, but kind of reinvesting that, putting that into the long-term effects, it really pays off in big ways. So uh, I'll always say invest in yourself, meaning don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money on courses. Don't be afraid to learn from people who have done this for a long time because you will avoid a lot of the pitfalls that a lot of people have fallen into. Even us, you know, uh, a lot of that in the beginning, even though we watched courses, did a lot of those things, some of the stuff we were just like, okay, we think we got the hang of it. We And we kind of just went out there and did it without doing as much research as we could have or should have. And we lost money because of it. But you know, lessons are there to be learned. Don't let it get you down. Keep pushing and uh, you'll get there. It'll happen. It's uh, it's an amazing field to be in. And it's a really great way to uh, build some equity in yourself. I think the biggest thing for me personally is having a very, very strong morning routine. Like I wake up every morning, I meditate, I pray, and then I actually visualize myself getting the, that check that I have. I have a, I want to make like 350 grand on a deal one day. Like I envision myself doing that, driving to the appointment. I already know the seller. His name is John. He lives in West Adams, Los Angeles, and it's a development opportunity. I can already see it in my head. And it's like me doing, and then I take part of that money and we're philanthropic based. So like part of the money that we make, we're going to be donating to uh, philanthropic causes. Like there's this company that we're going to be working with called uh, Prosperity Homes. And they basically build homes for uh, women and children in Mexico. And Mm -hmm. each house, it costs $10,000 to build. It's a two bedroom house. It's got a kitchen, little area for you to live in a loft. It's awesome because they're literally living in tents. And so after I picture myself getting that check, I do all the fun things, but then I, I take, I, I donate some of my money to help build a house. I take my son with me and I can see him handing the keys to the little boy in Mexico. And so for me, it's so much bigger than just like, I can't fail, man. Like I got my mom, my dad, my sister, uh, my son's mom, my son, Bayani, like it's like having a strong morning routine, working out, reading books every day, watching content like yours, Jamil, all these other great guys out there, Pace Morby, like just feeding your brain with goodness. That's how you keep going. It's got to be bigger than you. You got to have a huge why and it's got to be bigger than you, man. That's all I can say. I love it. How do people get a hold of you guys if they want to reach out, if they want to squat up with you in your local market, or if they just want to, you know, say congratulations or give you some love? How do people reach out? Uh, You can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Joel's Got the Keys. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Matta of Fact. And then uh, we have our YouTube channel that we just started, Distressed to Blessed. So uh, if you guys want to hop on there and give us a follow, subscribe, we're really, really excited and uh, yeah. looking forward to connecting with everybody. Distressed to Blessed. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's hot. That is really good, man. That is really cool. Thank you. Distressed and blessed. That's great. Well, Joe, Joe, uh, Joel, Joe, thank you so much for being on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Really, really, really incredible story. I think it really shows you push through that first 150 days. Some really, really excellent things are going to happen, especially that first 90 days. Again, guys, thank you so much for being on here. Keep crushing. I'm excited to see what you guys do over the next year. And for everybody out there that is interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP program. It is the TTP family. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Scroll down. Check out what it's all about. Check out all the testimonials, all the incredible wholesalers around the country that have been successful in the coaching program. And if it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call 
And uh, I look forward to working with you personally. But that's it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And for everybody out there, I encourage you, as always, to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you. See you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.